give a shout out to black fathers today? <laughs> Wait a minute. That's hilarious because BJ Word is on a mission. And when I have a job to do, one thing I don't need is human permission. So let me come correct because that sounded like I was giving you space for a decision when the truth is I've already made my decision. I'm giving a shout out to black fathers today. Standing solid on every rhyme and every word I say, contrary to the comment section believes we need black fathers. And honestly, they be showing up way more often than they are given credit for. But today it's time to just give credit where credit is due. Without the father of the earth, ain't no me and ain't no you and ain't no them. Now them don't want to admit it, but the black man into fatherhood first. So without him, ain't no them either. This one is for the black fathers who show up day after day. Doing what needs to be done, making a way out of no way, hiding the pain in his heart so it won't show up on his face, coming up with answers so the people he calls his world feel secure, fighting through it and trusting God, all the while being really unsure but having nowhere to turn for relief. This one is for the ones who gon' fight to see that child despite the baby mama's beef, for the ones who have wanted to quit long ago but won't because it's simply not in his DNA, for the ones who somehow tapped in and pulled on the strength from which they were made, the ones who know their heritage and their lineage and respect their seed so they don't just stick they stay for the ones who only get the chance every other weekend and with a faint smile he accepts the court's decision but truth be told not to hold his child every day is that black man's silent killer to the ones who cook meals and try to do hair, no matter how crooked that part might be. To the ones who change diapers and wipe tears and cover you in prayers that the world don't see. To the ones who help with homework and train athletes and buy tampons and pick out prom dresses. To the ones who stepped up and raised a child not even his own, took some other man's responsibility and made a house a home. To the ones who show up and show up and show up and do that thankless job and still be told it ain't enough because the world would rather label him as absentee to the ones who silence the empty rhetoric of critics just by being there to the ones who still can't give a solid answer to what do you want for father's day because providing and giving and protecting is really the only way some fathers know how to exist so when it's time to receive that black man he's known to resist because seeing his family safe and happy is truly what makes his day to the ones who turn i don't have it right now into here's the money we see you. <laughs> to the ones who gonna find a way to fix it so you don't have to buy a new one, we see you. To the ones you can call when the repair shop is trying to get over. To the ones who carry the weight of the world on their shoulders and somehow make it look easy and make you feel safe, we see you. Today, I chose to make a decision. I know the stories and the narrative and the stereotypes, and as always, I'm making my own decision. Comment section, please step down because I'm rolling with the CDC on this one. Survey says black fathers do show up, and I'm giving a shout out to black fathers today. We see you. <laughs> Y'all, I felt that. I felt that. <laughs> Welcome to MJ and the Word Podcast. I am MJ. And I am the Word. What's up, y'all? You are the Word, Let's get sis. into it. No, Let's you are the Word. <laughs> <laughs> you are the Word. We see you. Yes. We see you. Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. Can you tell us about the inspiration behind this beautiful spoken word you just did? Yes. So, actually, I didn't even realize it. At the moment I was uh, writing it, I don't think, but that's my daddy. 
yeah. from from top to bottom, all of it, ev- everything in there. You know, he I think hits every, uh, ticks every box, and so um, he was probably subconsciously the the biggest inspiration behind it. But then also just seeing so many black fathers do this, yes, you know what I mean, and not getting the credit for it, and still having to live under this stereotype and this this nonsense this as i call it an empty rhetoric that they're not there they're absentee and then when they are there still i would just hate to feel trapped like that you know like whatever you do it's not enough in the eyes of the world yes. you know what i'm saying that's why i think it's so important for people who do have good black fathers or uncles or brothers or friends or you know you got to tell them. You got to create that world for them because the world at large, I mean, let's just be real. The world hate black men. Come on, y'all. Let's just be honest. <laughs> the world at large can't stand them because they're powerful. I said it. Y'all call yeah. me a pick me if you want. I don't care. That's the truth. Yeah. So that was my inspiration behind it to, it to answer your question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're not saying that nothing that, you know, I disagree with. There is a lot of anti-blackness rhetoric mm-hmm. going on, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. especially when it comes to black men. Mm-hmm. We know that mm-hmm. there's this fear mm-hmm. of black men a mm-hmm. lot of times. We know there's a lot of stereotypes mm-hmm. out there about black men. Mm-hmm. And so what I love and appreciated about some of the things you were saying is mm-hmm. like, you gave these specific examples of how black fathers show up mm-hmm. all the time. All the time. Where it's like, father trying to do hair, mm-hmm. he's not that good at it, but he's going to try he anyway, gonna try. right? Mm-hmm. He's going to go, mm-hmm. going to pick up some products for his daughter. Mm-hmm. He's going to go do all these things. Mm-hmm. And we don't hear enough of it. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. don't hear enough of we it. Don't. And it's, it's, it annoys me. I feel a little bit like a rebel writing this because it mm. annoys me that it's taboo to focus on it, right? Yeah. It's like you can't just focus on good black fathers you gotta say and there's great mothers too you know it's like mm-hmm. it's like when when we were like you know the black lives matter movement and you have all these people saying but all lives matter that's not the point right now right now i'm focusing right. on these you know i'm not saying only um black lives matter right so i'm not saying only black fathers are good fathers but that is the focus right now and it gets it annoys me that it's like we can't focus on good black men without negativity having to enter the chat yes and you it's okay to just to just focus on good black fathers yes, and not is. having to come in and say, well, other people are doing this and this. Well, what about all the mamas who are mamas and daddies? Okay, sis, but that's not the focus right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, get yeah. a positive break. Exactly. And I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, every year I see it on Father's Day, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, women will give themselves shout outs like, well, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a mother and a father. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, you know, but... Also, there are fathers out there who had to be fathers and mothers. Yes. So I talk about it. A lot of people know I grew up in a single parent household, but I grew up with my father mm-hmm. um, and I moved in with my dad when I was three years old. And that's all I know is a good father. Yes. So, you know, when I hear people are like, oh, you know, men ain't doing this. They mm-hmm. don't do that. I'm like, well, that wasn't my experience. Mm-hmm. And then what I started doing, I started talking to other people who I knew grew up with their fathers around and they're like saying the same things. Yeah. They're like, well, I had a great experience. You exactly. know, we would go to, yeah. the, to the park. We would do this. We would go to basketball games yeah. together. We would go to baseball games. Um, and so I think it's important for us when we talk about 
black fathers is that we look at it from a holistic standpoint. Yes. We don't lump everybody into one group mm-hmm. and say mm-hmm. like, oh, well, you know, black men don't show up. That's mm-hmm. a sweeping generalization. Right. And it's not true. It's not. Not We at know all. it's not true. There's right. so much evidence out there that, you know, black fathers do show opposite. up. Exactly. And there are some out there who don't. Don't right. get me wrong. Right. But as a whole, to, to say that an entire group mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is not there for their children. Mm-hmm. It's a lie. Right. It's a and, lie. And that's the thing, too, that, that that I really want people to understand is that uh, we're not unaware that there are other stories mm-hmm. and, and other narratives. We're not unaware that there are some people who fit right into that stereotype and don't show up and all of that. But you can hear that on any uh, on any given day on any old podcast. You are uh, listening to MJ and the Word podcast today, boo. Okay? <laughs> this is where you are today. And today we are presenting another side to the story that – I honestly think is pretty common, but it's just, we don't talk about it. It doesn't get a lot of noise. So I have a lot of friends with good black fathers, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, who, who know that I know a lot of daddy's girls. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why daddy's girl is even a term. Right. Okay. <laughs> I know a lot of, of men whose fathers were there for them and who supported them. Or if it wasn't like I mentioned in the, in the piece, a stepfather stepped in mm-hmm. a black man and stepped in and stepped up. I mean, come on. Like we, we have to acknowledge that yes. because I think people, I don't, I don't know that um, people really acknowledge just how much um, men can really feel taken for granted mm-hmm. because they don't, often say well I really want to be praised and applauded for what I'm doing they don't verbalize that but they do I think all of us want that a little bit you know you're human so you don't want to just always hearing about what you're not doing and what you're not doing and what you're not doing and nobody is is saying anything about what you are stepping up and doing every day yes you know what I mean there are black fathers who are diapering changing diapers who are bathing their kids who are not sexually assaulting their child you know right. what i'm saying whose whose child is comfortable to sit on their lap and it's just a daddy holding his kid mm-hmm. you know what i mean that is that's that's us that's who we are too mm-hmm. and i think it's so important um for us first as a people to start to acknowledge that so that then hopefully the world can at some point acknowledge that black yes. fathers deserve respect man yes i love that everything you just said and I'll tell you, for me growing up, because I saw a lot of strong black father figures. So mm-hmm. it wasn't just my dad mm-hmm. personally, mm-hmm. but also my grandfather. Mm-hmm. So my dad's dad, um, you know, at the time, you know, they weren't using terms like stay at home dad or mm-hmm. dad who, who helps out around the mm-hmm. house. But it was actually my grandfather who mm-hmm. did a lot of the cooking. And, you know, mm-hmm. he would go he would go to work and then he would come home and cook and mm-hmm. grocery shop and do stuff like that which wasn't as common back mm-hmm, then. Mm-hmm. Like you, you didn't hear right. a lot of men who were like, oh yeah, I cook every day because I'm the better cook. Right. <laughs> that was really what it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to my grandma, I love you. But you know, my yeah. grandfather could throw down. Yeah. And my grandmother worked long hours. So she had to commute to Lansing, Michigan, which is an hour away from wow. Detroit every day and then come back. She worked for the government. So it was my granddad who was there showing up. Yeah. It was like it's five of them. You know, five kids. So he was there. He was picking up people from practice. He was helping to do hair. And he was, you know, he was the one who was there. So even during times where, you know, maybe it it wasn't Uh popular. It wasn't the norm for uh, fathers to be kind of like the head of, okay, I'm helping with this. We're Uh going to do stuff within the house. Right. He was doing that. Yeah. Before you know, they started coming up with different terms for it, like stay at home dad yeah, and all of that. Right. So 
you know, we've been seeing it for years. Yes, we have. This is not, it's like, it's not new. How did we get to this point where it's like, oh, you know, we, we, all, all black men are saying, you know, like, no. No. Like, <laughs> and, and I think it's so important that you, you brought that out too, because um, my dad is old school. My dad is 87 years old. Mm. And so, but for as long as I can remember, he's cooked in the house mm-hmm. you know he has washed clothes when my mom would be out of town for work he would try to um comb my hair <coughs> and finally she's got to the point where she's like look take her around the corner because i had i can't take her to, to my aunt my aunt lived around the corner she's like, i can't have my baby going to school looking like that but he tried right. he would go shopping um you know he would do the grocery shopping and all of this uh, type of stuff that i think People really believe that doesn't exist or we're Mm -hmm. trying to paint a picture like it didn't exist a long time ago, like all the women were doing all of the things. And whenever you start uh, generalizing like that, um, you're going to miss it. You're going to you're going to miss the mark every time because there are always different sides to to stories. And so it just um, it's interesting to me for us to start to bring out some of these stories of black fathers just doing all of the things like it's not like oh that's your job you know like everybody does not have that mindset not every man right and not even from back in the day that Mm -hmm. was my point like not even every man back in the day had that mindset so let's not act like it's everybody now because it's not it's not and can i just say this of course i'm looking at it from a dei lens Mm -hmm. but if you look at men across all races all backgrounds Mm -hmm. you know you're gonna find some great fathers and then you're gonna find fathers who aren't there it's Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. it's not just one group right where you see uh you know maybe absenteeism or where you see like an excellent father in the household doing all the things like this i'm like this spans across every racial line every nationality absolutely so to, to say one group isn't there for their children i'm like that is a complete lie that y'all is know ridiculous. it yes that's is <laughs> is ridiculous it's just black on black crime like come on everybody got crime within within their race right you never hear the term asian on asian crime right. you just don't you don't hear white on white it's just like it's just us right mm-hmm. and so to act as though you know but that's what you hear so much. You only hear, oh, well, black fathers aren't there. Okay, but like you said, it's fathers in every race, every color, every ethnicity, mm-hmm. every religion that aren't there. Okay? Yep. So come on. But you brought up a good point, and I wanted to reference this article that was written in 2022 in uh, Forbes uh, magazine. And in the article, they were doing like a tribute to um, black fathers in this group that had been started Um with some very popular black fathers, but they referenced a survey, you know, uh, from a study from the CDC from Mm. 2013. Okay. Quoting this now, y'all black fathers, 70% were most likely to have bathed, dressed, diapered, or helped their children use the toilet every day compared with white fathers at 60% and Hispanic fathers at 45%. Wow. Daily. This says, Okay. Now, that's, that's why I put in that spoken word piece. I'm going to roll with the CDC on this one. Yeah, because okay? I was wondering where that reference came from. 20, I didn't know 20, this. It was a study in 2013 that wow. showed this, that black fathers are showing up. And then also, the reason why um, some of these uh, myths came about is because just because somebody is not in the home doesn't mean that right. he is not present in the life of his child. Mm-hmm. So, or just, there are also those studies that show that they're, they both are living in there. They may not be married though. Right. Okay. And so she still counted in the uh, survey as a single mother, mm-hmm. even though 
he's living in the household and taking care of the children. So it's like in a lot of ways, we're not being counted, yeah. right? Yes. And that's no disrespect to people who uh, co-parent or cohabitate, and it's no disrespect to people who want to be married. But I'm just saying, you can't count out a father being a good father to his child just because he's not married to the mother. But right. in, in research studies, a lot of times it's not showing up. You still are just counting in this bunch over here mm-hmm. <laughs> as a single black mom um, because you're not married to the dad, but you and the dad been living together for 10 years and he been there every day. Yes. I, you know what? I'm so glad you referenced that too, mm-hmm. because you know the CDC people aren't going to be like, well, is that a credible source? It's the CDC. It's the it, CDC. It's going to be credible, exactly. And like stuff like that, a lot of us didn't know. Like that's why I was over here, like, oh, really? Wow. Um, and we need to make sure people know this kind of information. Mm-hmm. Like we're not just saying it based on our experience because we had good experiences mm-hmm. growing up with our dads. Right. But there's actual research exactly. out there saying like, Hey, 70% of black fathers are doing, are doing this these daily. things every daily. day. They're showing up for their kids right. on the regular on the consistently regular. doing the stuff that we are saying that only the women are doing. Right. Right. And then the same report, <laughs> Some of this stuff just shocked me, right? Mm-hmm. The same report from the CDC said 72% of black fathers talk with their children about their day over the phone several times a week, mm. whether they live in the household or not. Wow. So get rid of the rumors, okay, that all black men, even the black men, because this is a, a um, kind of a, a narrative, too, that the ones who are in the household they may be financially present but not emotionally present. Mm, yeah, and I know that that is... True for some people. Mm -hmm. It happens. But then you have this study, again, conducted by the CDC that says 72% talk to their children multiple times a week about how their day went. Okay, that's not just giving you money. That's not just a child support check. That's not just making sure the lights and stuff are on. That's actual conversation. And so I want to point that out, too, that black fathers are spending time (laughs) with their kids, man. And so, yeah, I, I definitely think it was important to bring that up because we don't want people to think well we just outliers you know like we're just the two that fell on this other hand and and i think the reason for even bringing this up is that we've heard other stories like this like Mm -hmm. we said from our friends from our family and there are people who just like you who were raised in the house by a single dad and mom wasn't there so love it thank you and thank you for referencing that too because yeah that's a good point yeah let me ask you this. So we're we going to get a little deep because, you know, you, you referenced this in your spoken word and then you mentioned it, too, about there's a lot of anti-blackness and mm-hmm. specifically anti-black men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think that a lot of this rhetoric that's being pushed around, all oh, black men don't show up, they all thugs, they do this, you know, do you think it's strategic like, oh, to, yes. to paint black men as absentee fathers? Absolutely. Let's lean into that really quickly. Absolutely. Y'all, I was going to put that in the piece, but I just <laughs> ran out of space and time, right? Because it's some stuff you want to write that's uh-huh. in your head. You can't get it to fit in. But yes, I think it's a str- it's strategic. I think the breakdown of the black family unit is strategic mm. because it's, it's more um, profitable. Come on. And it's more beneficial 
to um, other groups if we are divided. Yes. All right. And that does not mean that everybody has to stay with the person that they have a child with. But you can have unity and still and not be in a relationship with the person. Right. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think that attack is strategic from the mass incarceration of a lot of black men over ridiculous things. Right. From um, strategically pumping drugs into our communities in the 60s to war. All of it, I think, is strategic. Yes. Call me. A, what do they call those people? Conspiracy, Conspiracy theorists. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's. I think there's strategy there because at the end of the day, no matter where you fall, um, you know, there is just something about unity within our community. We are freaking unstoppable. Mm. We are, and that's that's all across the board, y'all. This isn't about gay, straight, whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter to have uh, a black man and a black woman working in unity together on anything. It's, it doesn't have to be in a romantic way. This, is, please understand and hear me. <laughs> to have that happening and for it to be something as important as the rearing of a child, that's uh, that that's unstoppable. It is. And you know what? I'm glad you said that. Like the power of the unity. People know that. Yes. Because y'all know. I'm, they I'm, do know. They know. I'm going to have a little history lesson here. So, And a lot of people know this already. But when you look at when we were brought to the, the United mm, States. Talk about it. And you look at some of the things that were happening um, during slavery per- mm-hmm. period. You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> I got to bring it up. You got you know, to. I, I, Go I study African-American history a lot and everything. It was very intentional, Mm -hmm. splitting up families and dividing up uh, the mother and the father and Mm -hmm. saying, okay, we're going to send him over here. We're going to send her over here. Um, And so I have noticed it. I feel like it's been strategic since day one. Because like you said, people who are unified, people who come together are more likely to be a force. Yes. They're more likely to be a force. And so I do think like from the very beginning, it has been that way, and they're, they're still trying to, there's certain folks still trying to paint this narrative of, mm-hmm. oh, see, they're not even unified. Look, yep. the father's not yes, there. Because it, cause it, it, cause they, cause that narrative is easy to fit into the divide and conquer right. strategy, yes. uh-huh. if that makes it's, sense. It's easy to get us fighting in social media uh-huh. about that. And it, I, I talked about this in the episode, I think, the first season. I always wonder where these little things come from, these, mm-hmm. li- these little random post by some random person and that person is saying something outlandish right mm-hmm. some black man who has children and he it's a random post and he's saying something just derogatory or crazy about black women and then there you go this post by this random person goes viral right how sway how <laughs> i really want to know and who is this individual and then you go look on their page and they got like 10 posts 15 followers how did your nonsense happen to go viral Mm -hmm. and now it's it's the shot heard around the world and now here we are in the comment section divided and arguing yes and believing things that we're being told from the outside about each other Mm. how how does that happen I'm telling you, I got conspiracies for days. I know. <laughs> you know, we on the same page. I'm a conspiracy theorist, too, because I do notice that sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, 
Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this in other episodes, like how certain stuff will go viral mm-hmm. and it gets a lot of attention. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, but you got people doing positive stuff exactly. over here. Nobody is even paying attention to this. But you don't I do even think make the algorithm. It's the algorithm. <laughs> I do think that's part of it. I don't think it's just us being like, no. oh, we, we all like this negative content. Uh-uh. I think it's fed to us so much. Mm-hmm. That it's we, put there. It's like, okay, after a while, we're like, okay, this is what we're consuming mm-hmm. on a regular. Mm-hmm. We're consuming this narrative of, yep. oh, black fathers aren't there, so okay, mm-hmm. we're going along with it. Mm-hmm. Like, we have to push ourselves to challenge the way we think. Absolutely. We have to challenge it. Like, when we see that out there, we had to think about, like, okay, all right, now, where I grew up in my neighborhood, it was black fathers everywhere, picking the kids up, doing mm-hmm. all the things, being there. So... Clearly something might be a little off here, Mm, right? Like we have to challenge those biases and stereotypes constantly because otherwise we will allow the media to dictate how we think about certain groups. And we have to be like, no, we have to be, we have to stop taking it. We got to see through it. Yep. That is so true. You know what? That is such a good point. And you know, it just makes me think about it. Like I said, we've talked about this in an episode before, but the, the media has been shaping, um, you know, our images for many, many years, yes. you know, in, in different ways, news outlets and all that, they, they show you what they want you to see. It's just like, like I said before, how we all used to have this one idea about Africa, the, uh, like yes. it's one country. Okay. First of all, it's many different countries and it, there are many different people and many different cultures on the continent but the the narrative that was pushed is it's just this one conglomerate place where everybody's starving everybody is is fighting everybody's in poverty and no it's not okay there's luxury there okay but for many years we weren't seeing that Mm -hmm. you know in the media we the the there were all types of black stereotypes going forward in the media, and so now social media has come along, and you gonna tell me they not doing the same job? Yes, yes, exactly. it's absolutely being controlled. So yes, I do think that they're um that's strategic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, because like you said, they do know our power when we're together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They they know the power of a black mother, they know the power of a black father, and they they really know what that is when when it's brought together yes exactly mm-hmm. what do we need to do as a society mm, to good. push back and be like nah we not we not accepting this narrative mm-hmm. anymore like how can we get to the point where it's like you know maybe we need to start a tiktok challenge hey fa- black father show up you know daddy's girl you know yeah. like, like hashtag yeah I, I love my dad whatever it might be but how do we push back on this yes. as a collective I think a lot of it goes back to what you said. Y'all know I'm mental health, so I'm mm-hmm. going right back to what you said about mindset. There's a lot of individual work that has to be done, especially to people who have experienced the negative side of black fathers, mm-hmm. right? When your father was absentee or he didn't do this and didn't do that, you still got to do that inner work so that you don't find comfort in saying that everybody is like that. Yes. Right? Because your wound Believing that everybody is having a, a miserable time can bring some comfort to your misery, mm. right? It really can. Yes. So you have to challenge that. You got to do your inner work and realize that, no, first of all, his decisions doesn't have anything to do with me. If he decided to leave and reject me and not be there, that was his choice. And 
I'm not to blame for that. There's a lot of internal work to be done so that that way you can accept that your homegirl next to you might have had a completely different story and that's okay, Mm -hmm. right? So do the work, man. Do the work so your mindset can shift, right? And then just stop buying into stuff so easily Mm. and so quickly. You know, I didn't even, I think awareness, I think is what I'm trying to say is, is important. Because until you said this, I didn't even think about, and I started going down the street where I grew up, mm-hmm. and just like, man, all these good black fathers were like right there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, and oh, I hey, felt, Mr. Miller, yeah, how you doing? exactly. Hey, Mr. Smith, how you doing today? Yeah, exactly. how you doing? They were like right there, and I felt <laughs> safe to go to their houses. Their, their, my friends felt safe to come to my house. My dad would take everybody places, and it was no big deal. Their dads would take us places, you know, so... I think it's really just checking that box in your mind. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Don't be so quick to just accept everything. You always challenge the source. Yes. When you start to read something, you hear something, that's the first thing that I'm thinking. Like, where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. Who said mm-hmm. that? Who yeah. told me that? When I'm when I'm seeing um, all of these different uh, opposites of what this, this is showing over here. You know what I mean? And I think we have to look for those stories as well. And acknowledge those. We have to acknowledge the Deval Ellis of the world. We have to acknowledge the Kev on stage of the world, mm-hmm. right? We mm-hmm. have to acknowledge um, Tanksley Marcus, I think is his name. Um, Angel, she works with Kev on stage, right? Okay. That's her husband. Okay. <laughs> uh, we have to acknowledge uh, Chance Brown of yes. the world. You know what I mean? We have to acknowledge the Obamas of the, of the world, of yes. the country. There are good, you, you, you see this in your church, you see it on your job, you, you see it in your family, look for the stories. And I think it is our job, it's our responsibility to start to push a different narrative. Yes, I agree. And one of the things I know we talked about when we were talking about mothers, cause we looked at it from a different lens as well, because we felt like, okay, it's enough narratives out there about mm-hmm great mothers Mm -hmm. but we don't hear about maybe the mothers who weren't there Mm -hmm. same thing with fathers Mm -hmm. like we felt like it's enough narratives Mm -hmm. out there about fathers not being Mm -hmm. present and active in their children's lives Mm -hmm. when we know research is saying something different our experiences are saying something different Mm -hmm. the experiences of millions and countless people is saying something different Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so that's why I feel like I really like that we have taken this stance of okay we're gonna look at it from a different angle Mm -hmm. because it's enough information out there it's enough stuff already saying the same thing that's negative so like let's let's challenge this yes like how do we push back you know what and i I issue a challenge to fathers too because it's really men are not as vocal just just in general as women right but there are so many negative stereotypes uh, about black women you know negative stereotypes about our hair negative stereotypes about our attitude we're not submissive we're not this and we collectively get together and we push back against those in the media we have done it we are doing it right we are now starting to turn away from this strong black woman i see so many women just like "Uh uh-uh we've been to cancel that 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 give me this soft life right here because i can be i can do two things i can do the things i need to do and not sit up here and carry the weight of the world on my shoulders i'm I'm throwing it off. And so we come together and say, this is who we are. And so, um, I, men got to do the same thing too. Mm-hmm. I believe that yeah, they got to advocate, you know, for themselves, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Step up, speak out more, come together collectively and say, Hey, this is who we are as black fathers. This is what we're doing. We are out here doing good things. But I think so many, honestly, 
it's it's like a catch twenty two because so many of them honestly are like I don't care what the world thinks. I'm mm-hmm. trying to do what I got to do for my family. Right. So it's just like you know they I think they suffer underneath that because they're not as vocal. Yeah. But I think those men who do have platforms like you know it's time to toot your own horn yeah. because black women we toot ours. We we we're not gonna wait on anybody else to you know push us up into the light we Mm -hmm. stepped into that joker on our own and was like we are showing y'all who we are take it or leave it and i think um one way to push back is for black fathers to be to do that same thing like show these people your cape i love that you know get rid of the modesty for a minute okay and show these people your cape yes who was that i can't i think uh, who was that john legend and uh andre 3000 i remember the song um give me the green yeah he said sometimes you got to step from behind that piano john yeah exactly <laughs> like sometimes you do have to come you to the forefront you got to come right up mm-hmm. to the mic like hey i'm here mm-hmm. what's up <laughs> absolutely and just say you know what y'all lying no mm-hmm. i'm here he's here this person is here and you know the images are there i think that you know the unity may not be there as much you know the collective mm-hmm push for it i think it has to be done more because the mainstream media is not gonna do it yeah they have no they they don't benefit from showing black fathers in a positive light yeah you know what our conversation is making me think of uh because my dad did participate in the million man march when was that i don't even remember what year i know it was the 90s Mm -hmm. and media coverage on that when you really think about it you would think that Every channel would be yes. blowing that up, right? Because you have that many black men coming together mm-hmm. for something for positive. something positive. But I remember, and I mean, there was they're climbing all over the Capitol walls and right. all that. <laughs> Intelligent, okay, <laughs> right? But even that, when black men do come together, it's like the media is it's very selective mm-hmm. about what they want to show mm-hmm. and what they want to display because mm-hmm. it doesn't fit into that narrative yep. of, oh, oh, wait, they're coming together for mm-hmm. something really good to affect change. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to process this. Right. We don't know how to to shed light on this. Right. And that's part of the problem, too, because yep. our society has been so complacent with this one dialogue. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't fit into their just narrative mm-hmm. of okay this is what a, one group is all about then they don't know how to process it sometimes right. so even when it, there is like oh no we're pushing back we're right. coming together we're meeting up in dc what's up mm-hmm. even still there wasn't that much media coverage right. so it makes me think of that too like yeah dude is it is it a consistency consistency thing where they just have to keep showing up keep showing up until finally the media is like okay they're they're serious about something this. else exactly i don't i don't even know that even that would because that would that would shake the foundation of so many things mm-hmm. for people to admit and accept you know in a mass way that they've been wrong yes about black men in general and about black fathers that would shake the very foundation mm-hmm. of the united states it like, would they go have to change everything, right? So I don't even know in a mass way if they'll ever do it, but I do think it is worth the fight. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's worth the fight because, like you, the Million Man March, and there weren't. It wasn't even just African American men. It was right. black men from all across the diaspora yes. out there who were like, "Let's do this." And you know, when we talk about um, black fathers, it, 
it's there are a lot Caribbean fathers who show up for their kids. You know what I mean? For Nigerian fathers who show mm-hmm. up for their kids. I mean, like, are we just lumping everybody into this narrative? Mm-hmm. It's insane. It is. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. No, nah, I definitely. I guess as we were talking, I was thinking through that mm-hmm. because we've seen folks push back. Mm-hmm. We've seen, mm-hmm. you know, like I know there's different organizations out mm-hmm. there, like just for black fathers, mm-hmm. like, all right, we're going to get together. This is a collective just for us. Mm-hmm. They're out in the community. They're, they're cleaning, they're doing volunteerism, right. they're showing up, but it's like, they're not getting the, the light on them. Right. So right. it's like, how do we get it to where, Hey, Put some light on this yes. now. I always think the way to get any change is through the money. Mm, and I mean, yes. we, we control, we can, we're consumers, right? And so you get to talk to the people through talking the money. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to keep the same way we did when we weren't seeing um, makeup color that, that yeah. were right for us. That's right. We were like, okay, that's fine. Y'all mm-hmm. going to keep on sitting up here making this powdery cakey stuff and it's not working for our skin? Cool. Um, this is what we're going to do about that. And we answered it with um, the almighty dollar. Mm-hmm. And money mm-hmm. answers all things, right? And so I think that some of these people who fund um, these media outlets, uh, we support those people. Yeah. We yes. buy those products. We are the ones who are spending the money. And so I think some conversations need to be had Um on a financial level. Yes. By controlling our dollar, man. And yeah. that and that goes for many different things. It does. You know what I'm saying? But we 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 have we have to have that unity. Yeah. And I but I think the first step is us really coming to uh an agreement about this within the African American community mm-hmm. in the first place. Yeah. Right? I love that. You know what? I love that a lot because it's just making me think because I actually stop supporting certain shows and certain things. If I feel mm-hmm. like it's just nothing but stereotypes, mm-hmm. like stuff I used to love growing up, like mm-hmm. I thought it was funny. and But now I'm like, I'm not supporting yeah. this anymore mm-hmm. because this is not a reflection of who we are. Right. And you might have a few outliers out there mm-hmm. who behave in these kind of ways. But most of us, you know, we go to work. We're right. normal, everyday people. Mm-hmm. And so I do think, yeah, maybe we need to sit down as a collective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all of I know all of us can't sit down together at the same time. But, you know, we need to figure out as a collective, what are we supporting? Right. Do we feel like this represents us? If it doesn't, yes. we're not watching it yeah. no more. We're not buying that mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. We're not feeding into this. Because mm-hmm. I do think you're right about the money aspect, mm-hmm. too. Money talks. Yes. And if, if we all of a sudden started saying, okay, we're going to watch this reality TV show. We're going to watch T.I., uh, with you know with his 500 kids and tiny right know? yeah but we're gonna all support this to show the the media that hey we want to see more stuff like this we yeah. want to see these five like look at this experience of ti and his kids right him showing up for his family mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. maybe maybe we need to have those conversations Absolutely. more often to figure out what we're going to support and Absolutely. what we're not because it's it feels like it's just so hard still just listening to stories of different celebrities and how they write you know different movies and all of that and to get the studios to accept it and to want to put it on tv and to put mm-hmm. it it just seems like it is such a battle still for us to be able to show a positive light and you definitely can tell there has been a shift over the years you don't see a whole lot of carl winslow's you don't see a whole lot of cliff huxtables you don't see a whole lot of um i can't think of his character's name but um my wife and kids with uh oh yeah and and they were three very different 
types of fathers. Yes. But and and um everybody hates Chris. Uh-huh. A- another example, different types of black fathers, but all still showing up and mm-hmm. all still present in the lives of their children. We don't have those images that much anymore. Don't. When you look around, you just don't see it. Yeah, and they were all relatable. Even if your dad wasn't was exactly like, that? like yeah, like Chris, you dad, knew for somebody's dad who was. <laughs> I was like, yeah, my dad ain't quite that cheap, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I know my uncle. One of my uncles, shout out to him. He's super cheap like that, yeah. so he was still relatable. Yes, yes. But you you bring up a good point. Is that we're just not seeing it enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really think it's up to us to say. We want to see this. Mm-hmm. We need to see this mm-hmm. because this is more accurate mm-hmm. of this is a more accurate depiction of who we are. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Now, Absolutely. This, this good. I, I've enjoyed every second of this conversation today because I, I'll tell you, it does bother me. It does bother me sometimes to see people who put this kind of negativity out there like oh they they don't show up they don't do this Mm -hmm. and I'm like you are making a generalization right and you know that there are lots of good fathers out here who show up every day so many man and and I'm telling you you know even in my travels like when you know y'all know I'm a Disney World fanatic Mm -hmm. and I go um I don't see a lot of single black women running around in Disney World with their kids I see a lot of families Mm. together Mm -hmm. I see a lot of black men and women in there together with the children. Yeah, good point. You know what I mean? And so that is the case. You can see that at the movies. You you see that at the mall sometimes. You know, like you, you see that at these events, the carnivals and whatever. You do see black families mm-hmm. out together. You see black men out with their kids. And so why is there such a, a, a cognitive dif- dissonance? <laughs> why is there this huge gap between, you know, what we're seeing with our eyes and what we're, what's being portrayed to yeah, us. Exactly. That's crazy. And I, and I do want to, you know, point this out too, that, you know, Oh my goodness. They going to get me Jesus, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> you know, somebody could be uh, not that great of a husband and be an excellent father. It's true. Somebody could be point. not a, a, a terrible boyfriend and be a wonderful father. Yes. To his children. Absolutely. And I think it's time that we separate those things, mm. you know, so so that we don't feel like because you may not be good in a relationship, you don't communicate with me, you didn't do this, you cheated, you did this and any other. That means you were not a good partner for me. But it doesn't mean that that person can't show up and be a great dad to I'm their so, kids. Thank you for saying that. Thank you, because what we see a lot of times is it goes back to what you talked about with the mental health piece, right? And healing from something because Mm. sometimes you can bring that hurt Mm -hmm. into situations and you're still hurting because maybe he did something Mm -hmm. to you Mm -hmm. as a partner, but he never did anything to the children, right? He was always there for them. He always showed up. Mm -hmm. He always provided. And sometimes that shows up too. And it's easy to paint somebody as a bad a father bad because mm-hmm. maybe they weren't the best husband mm-hmm. or the best partner, like mm-hmm. you said. So that is an excellent point. I'm mm-hmm. so glad you pointed that mm-hmm. out because I do think that's part of it for a mm-hmm. lot of folks. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that healing is so important. Mm-hmm. That healing is so important because so many times when we get hurt, we're looking for the villain. And, yeah. and if I paint you out to be the villain in my story because we didn't work out, then you're just a villain. You know, that's who you are. You are a no good, low down, dirty person. 
in totality. So now I'm fighting with you about seeing the children. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to make it hard, you know, because I'm pissed off about what you did to me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because now you're, you're the villain to me now. I, I hate you, right? And so it's, you, you have to be able to compartmentalize. Yes. You know what I mean? And, and healing helps you to be able to do that and to be able to say, okay, you did this to me. I didn't like it. But you're really trying to be here for these kids. Mm-hmm. You really are trying to show up. And it's so important for children to have that opportunity to engage with their father and be with their father. We're talking about the men who want to be there, right? Mm-hmm. It is so important for them to have that opportunity regardless of what's going on between the parents. Yes, absolutely. Don't put that hurt off on your kid. And mm-hmm. I get it. It's real, right? I know it's a wound. But you have to heal from it in such a way that you can still see this person as being able to be an excellent father, um, but maybe he just wasn't the best in a relationship with you. Yes, I love that. And can I say this too? I know I'm going to ruffle some feathers here, but it's also important not to use children as a pawn. Say that again, please. It is important. It is vital. It is essential not to use our children as pawns too, to say like, well, you can see your kid if you do this or I shouldn't say kid child Mm -hmm. you can come pick him up Mm -hmm. if you do this Mm -hmm. you know like if if a father wants to be present Mm -hmm. if they want to show up if they want to spend time with their child Mm -hmm. don't use your child as like okay I'm gonna do this (laughs) to Mm kind of manipulate the situation and that happens a lot too it's important that we come into these situations like you said healed right we got to be healed like we cannot do that because it's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. And, and to the women listening to this, truth be told, it's not fair to you either, sis. It's not. You're not even being fair to yourself. Yeah. Because you, first of all, you you cutting yourself out of time that you can have to yourself mm-hmm. when they go with their father. Okay, so you you shorten yourself on that level, but you're also standing in the way of of your own healing and your own wholeness because mm-hmm. you're holding a grudge. And and darkness is one thing that won't compartmentalize. Yes. It's there to take over everything, right? Yes. So you hold that grudge and you hold that bitterness and you unforgiveness is not going to compartmentalize. It's going to show up in your blood pressure. It's going to show up in your stress level. It's going to show up on your job when you are harboring that it's going to show up in your body it's Mm -hmm. showing up so when you when you sit there and try to play that game you know and use your child in the middle that you are really doing yourself a disservice but then it's also not fair to the father and it's not fair to the child either but if for no other reason do it because you love yourself Mm, love yourself enough to to have you know to to let it go to heal Mm -hmm. from it Mm -hmm. love yourself enough yes He's already, if he already hurt you, then why let him keep doing it by, you know, holding on to it and fighting this fight and making it so hard for those fathers that do want to be there and do want to show up. Yes. It is important for boys and girls to be able to have that relationship um, with their father. Yes. And I love that you said that, too, because a lot of times we focus on. Oh, young men need their fathers. Mm-hmm. Young men need their fathers, but so do young ladies. Mm-hmm. And so we mm-hmm. have to create spaces for young mm-hmm. ladies to be able to spend time with their dads too, mm-hmm. because Absolutely. it's so important. Yes, I just think about if it weren't for my dad, I'd probably end up in some of the most toxic relationships or staying. I've been in some toxic mm-hmm. relationships, y'all. I mean, I have, mm-hmm. but I felt enough courage and confidence to leave to it. leave yeah because it was my dad who instilled that in me like you don't have mm-hmm. to take this off of people mm-hmm. you don't have to do that and because I saw a great 
male figure. I was like, well, I know it's good men out here. I don't have to deal with this. Right. I'm out, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to keep trying to play me. We are not, we're not doing this. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I say it's really important uh, for young men and young ladies to have their father in their yeah. lives, like you pointed out. Absolutely. I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. Yeah. And anybody does, that doesn't believe that, talk to a woman whose father wasn't there and, mm. and uh, find out from her how that negatively impacted her life yes yes. it's a wound that takes so long to heal when a girl is feels rejected by her father Mm -hmm. it is so important to allow that bond to happen so many things like my um it's so funny to me because a lot of the stuff now that i do that scares my dad he taught me how to do it so like my (laughs) my you know my just zest for adventure and when i want to go to a different city and i want to get into the culture and ride the train and I'm by myself and he's like nervous about that. I'm like, dude, I got this from you though. You are every time we went on vacation, he would wake up before everybody else and like, go get lost walking Mm. and you know, find his way back. And that is so me. And it's like, bruh, you know, but those, those things were, are things that I love now that I cherish roller coasters. I learned that from my daddy. You know, there are just so many things that, a father can pass down to a child and teach a child and mothers can do their part too, but it's just different roles. It's different parts. They're different different people. So they can bring different things to the table. So it's not just young men, but, but girls as well. Absolutely. I love this. I feel like, and you know what? Maybe our listeners can help us out. I feel like we need to start like some kind of movement. I know, right? Because <laughs> now I'm like, can we do a TikTok challenge or can we? I'm not really on TikTok like that. I don't think you use it either. Mm, I don't. <laughs> but can we do something where it's like, okay, all right, this episode has dropped. Now let's challenge ourselves as a collective to maybe post a picture of our dad yeah. and be like, hey, black fathers show up. That could be like the hashtag or yeah. something. And then we just all run with it and start a movement because yeah, I think I'm here for it. It, it does start with us. Mm-hmm. Like it starts with, it could be just a small group of folks mm-hmm. who are like, hey, we're tired of this. We're tired of turning on the news and all you all talk about is some black man doing this or he stole mm-hmm. that. He didn't do this. Mm-hmm. You know, we can be the ones who are like, nope, we're going to start this. Yeah. And then it just take off. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm hoping we can do I this, think time, this year. I mean, why not? You know, we can start today and maybe, you know, in the next few weeks, it'll just, you know, snowball. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because we can, we, it's up to us. It is up to, and when I say us, I'm not just talking about black women. I mean, us as a people to change that narrative. Yeah. It's our story. We have to own it. We have to own our story. We have to present ourselves the way that we really are. We cannot depend on people from the outside to do that. Yes. We cannot. We cannot depend on anybody else to paint our picture and to tell our story. Yes. Oh, I love it. If you, if you could tell your dad one thing, and I know you see your dad all the time. Yeah. But if you could tell him one thing and thank him for one thing in particular, you know, what would you thank him for, you know, this year as we celebrate Father's Day and just all year round, we celebrating dads. How about that? Oh my goodness. That is. That is difficult. <laughs> yeah. Just one thing? I mean, okay, we'll make it two or three. We'll <laughs> say three. You're, if, you, if you could thank him for three things, maybe that he instilled in you or did for you that really helped impact you, what would it be? I absolutely would, first of all, thank him for um, my love of the arts. Mm. My love of plays and um, poetry and music. That first, that came from my father. Yeah. Straight up. 
The Wiz is still my favorite movie to this day, and I only watched it because my dad made me. <laughs> I can remember that. Classic. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Classic books, you know, that I started to read at a very young age. Poetry that I started to read at a very young age. It was because he put it in my face and said, you know, try this. So mm. I did. The second thing I would probably thank him for is for that risk taker mm, that okay. he he put in me. When you take a, a five-year-old, you can't wait till they get tall enough and put them on one of the biggest roller coasters. You know, it was a Zip and Pippin at Liberty Land. That was my first <laughs> roller coaster ride. And I love roller coasters to this day. But he he was just putting that in me to, you know, take the risk, try something different. Mm-hmm. I guess if I had to sum it up, I would say that. And then third, I would have to thank my father for, um, and this probably is the most important thing, I'm going to challenge what you what you say and try it by the truth. Mm-hmm. I got that from my dad. He never would just let me just take what somebody else is telling me and adopt it as my own mindset. It was always, even if it was coming across a pulpit, Okay, a lot of people don't know this. I might have talked about it before, but when growing up, my dad had a book from the Jehovah's Witnesses. He had a Quran mm. in the house. He had um, whatever Buddhist was passing out. He had that too. He had the Bible. He wanted to read it all because he wanted his belief system to be his own, not because somebody else told him you are supposed to believe in Jesus, so you better do this. Right. And so my dad was a little bit of a troublemaker because when people would say incorrect things across the pulpit, he would challenge the person and yeah. be like, that's not right. Mm-hmm. That's not how this goes because that's not what the Bible says. And so my um, pushback on I'm going to challenge this and I'm not just going to listen to you just because I should – I definitely got that from my father. So I would absolutely say thank you for that. Oh, Mm. I love it. You know, as I was sitting here thinking of three things, it was kind of hard for me, too, because I was like, oh, I don't know. You know, me and my dad were the two musketeers as I joke about all the time. (laughs) But I think one of the biggest things that I would thank him for that has gotten me so far in life is just the love of learning. Mm. just Mm -hmm. I mean and it can come in a lot of different forms like Mm -hmm. you talked about books and classics Mm -hmm. but I mean I love documentaries and just Mm -hmm. different things and different cultures Mm -hmm. and I know a lot of that came from him Mm -hmm. because he would always be like well you know there's there's multiple ways to do things right you know (laughs) what what is this what are they doing over here let's learn about it let's let's go to the museum Mm -hmm. I'll never forget the first time he took me to the African-American museum in Detroit and I was just like it was just a surreal feeling of, wow, this is so cool. I'm mm-hmm. learning so much. And, you know, you could see his eyes kind of light up too, like, good, okay, I'm doing my job. I'm helping mm-hmm. her to expand her thinking yeah. and her, her ways of being. Um, and she's seeing things from a different lens. So I would definitely thank him for that. Mm-hmm. I think another thing I would thank him for too is kind of like what you talked about with the spirituality mm-hmm. aspect. My dad was very similar to your dad in that mm-hmm. he – He's not one to just follow a belief mm-hmm. when it comes to religion and faith just because somebody is saying, hey, you have to think this way. Mm-hmm. You have to pray this way. Mm-hmm. You have to meditate this way. Like he'll, he'll, you know, read some different things. He'll mm-hmm. learn. He'll be like, well, you know, this this resonates with me. And you have to follow your own path when it comes to spirituality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Like what what resonates with you? Mm-hmm. And so I would thank him for that. And then I think the uh, the last thing I would just thank him for just being just he helped me lean into my authenticity mm. in a way that I don't think anybody else could have done. Mm. 
mm-hmm. because he he's so unapologetically mm-hmm. like, oh, this is me. Either you like me or you don't. Yep. <laughs> and he, t- <laughs> you know, free spirit. He gonna travel. He just he'll just hop in his car and drive across yeah. the country, sis. Like just like oh, I just felt like driving all the way to Montana today because you know I got time. Um, but and he never let other people's opinions stop him from doing that. I love it. And he always instilled in me, look. You are you for mm-hmm. a reason. Mm-hmm. If you want to do something, do it. And don't ever feel like you have to follow the crowd. Mm-hmm. So I would just thank him for those three things. Yeah. yeah. You know what's a common theme there? A fearlessness. Yes. I think sometimes, you know, mothers teach you fear, which is necessary at some points for survival. I'm not mm-hmm. knocking that, right? But I think your dad is there to, to put that other side in there. Like, hmm. you don't have anything to fear, you know? And, and, and so for me, my dad, just hearing what you just said and what I said, my dad is like, you know, God, mm-hmm. you have you have uh, every right through Jesus Christ. You have nothing to fear. Go do it. Love you it. want to go do it. Right. So I think that that um, that's just something I I heard from what mm-hmm. you were saying and what I was saying. I was like, that's like you can't teach people to learn about different things that they may not agree with if you're fearful. Absolutely. Not. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So, yeah. And that's love. The opposite of fear is love. Yes, it is. So thank you for the love. Yes. Oh, shout out to our dads and shout out to every dad who is, um, you know, just just showing up yeah. every day for yeah. your, your children. Just shout out to you and mm-hmm. shout out to all the mothers as well. Mm-hmm. Shout out to everybody co-parenting. Shout out to everybody married. Shout out to, you know, no matter what kind of relationship right. you're in, whatever, um, you know, just everybody who's showing up for their children. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you and especially our black fathers yes. because they need they need their flowers. Absolutely. Yeah. Give them their flowers and thank you for doing the job that you do that you often don't get thanked for and for acting like you know what to do, even in times when you don't, because acting like you know what to do makes everybody else feel secure. So just thank you for that. Yes. Yeah. Well, on that note, sis, I think we can end it right there. I, I'm right. just loving. I'm loving the energy. I'm yeah. loving like we gonna we gonna get black fathers their flowers this this day. Absolutely. So, yes. awesome. All right, y'all. We'll be back with more. Y'all stay up. Stay up. <laughs>